All right. Well, welcome back. Um, episode six of the Baseball Beats podcast. I am Patrick, a.k.a. Oddball BB. Um, it's been a hot minute, I think over a month. The boy got a sinus infection. Um, those aren't fun at all, actually. Um, it was a stuffy nose, and it just didn't go away for a solid, like, two weeks. Went away for, like, a day, and then, um, yeah, then it just got worse and worse, and, it, yeah, it sucks, dude. Sinus infections are, like, no, don't, don't do those. Don't, don't do those. But, um, I didn't want to record any podcasts or anything, really, while that was going on, just because, you know, you would hear that. It, well, I would hear that. It bothers me, because it's just all, like, nasally sounding, and... I don't know. It bothered me, and I figured you didn't want to hear that either. So that's why I didn't record anything. But a lot of stuff happened. Um, MLB The Show kind of imploded a little bit. <laughs> Two-way players are messing up the game. So that's fun. Um, on my streaming side, I started streaming Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, so when I'm in charge of my youth for the night, making sure that he's sleeping and putting him down and all that stuff... Um, I was looking for a single player game that I could play and pause, you know, if I if I needed to. And obviously with MLB the show, you could. There's some offline stuff you could do, but I just wanted to switch it up a bit. So um yeah. That's that's just if you guys ever want to. Um just like on my YouTube here, I have all of my uh game streams I'll put on here, um, as well as uh the podcast. And then over on TikTok too, and um start up a kick account. And I did that for a bit, but they don't like, they're still pretty like bare bones. So if I, if I could, uh, export my, my videos from there, I would use them more, but I can't. So from, uh, cr like a content creation standpoint or like putting it on my YouTube, I, I can't because it doesn't exist. And yeah, I guess you could go like get all these stupid like extensions and then like work around and then it's just like but no until that until that's there then i'll uh i'll be streaming more on kick but still over on twitch for now so um other life things uh, i got a new job which i'm pretty stoked about um i don't really want to talk too much about it but it's uh just because I, I really can't <laughs> um but it's it's awesome it's uh it's a welcome change to my life um better environment uh, great opportunity closer to home, you know, all that stuff. So I'm going to dearly miss the people I worked with. Um, and well, you know, I did very bittersweet, but, um, uh, it's definitely for the better and, um, it, it's great. It's, it's amazing. So glad I could be taking a turn in my, uh, well, I would say, prof yeah, professional life. Cause you know, <laughs> it may be down the line. Well, who knows? Maybe there's some people, no, um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's life, man. So, uh, quick little intro today. Uh, we're going to go over, well, if you're not tired of hearing about him, probably going to go over Otani a little bit. Um, we're going to go over his teammate a smidge too, Mr. Mike Trout. Uh, look at some leaders on StatCast. Um, talk about some awards and, you know, like MVP, Cy Young, that kind of stuff. Maybe touch some freezing cold takes and to wrap it up for the music side, 
we're going to go over Childish Gambino's 315.20, which, in my opinion, is his best album. And if not, one of the... It's a very it's a forgotten album because it came out March 15th, 2020, and, well, we all know what happened then. So, the only thing that sucks is I can't get it on vinyl. I really want that on vinyl, but um, it doesn't exist. People have pressed it, but I'm not... It's got to be the real thing. So, um, Cool. Well, without further ado, let's, uh, let's get it started here. Are you a music enthusiast who's looking to collect vinyl records or adding to your already growing collection? Then you should check out TheVinylSwap.net, your one-stop online store for all your vinyl records. At TheVinylSwap.net, you'll find a vast selection of vinyl records ranging from classic rock to jazz to hip-hop and everything in between. Whether you're a seasoned collector or just starting your vinyl journey, you're sure to find something that piques your interest. And the best part? You get a whopping 20% off of your purchase by using the code oddball at checkout. That's right. Enter oddball at checkout. You'll get 20% off your entire order. So what are you waiting for? Head on over to the vinylswap.net and browse their extensive collection and get your hands on your favorite vinyl records today. Don't forget to use the code oddball at checkout for an amazing discount. Well, are you sick of him yet? It's Otani. We're only talking about him all the time. <laughs> um, why do we talk about him all the time? Well, he pitches and hits. No, we get it. It's cool. I guess he could throw a fastball. It's, it's crazy. It's whatever. No, 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 no. This dude's doing something no one's ever done before. And I'm not going to go over the amazing, amazing stuff that he's been doing. You know, like leading the league in homers, batting over 300, uh, on pace for 60-something home runs, um, while also striking out like 200 people. I'm not going to go over that. What I want to talk about is, um, let's use a fancy term. Media atrophy, right? <laughs> so essentially, people are getting sick of talking about Otani, and I I understand. Um, he's as you probably you know baseball fans know he's gonna win MVP this year for AL. Um, Judge got hurt a couple ooh, months ago now, I think at this point, and there's really nobody else in the AL that is even close to doing what Otani doing right what Otani is doing right now. And honestly, there really won't be if he keeps doing what he's doing right now. But um, regardless, so MLB, you know, they kind of have a face of uh, face of the league problem right now. And, you know, they want, they've always tried to utilize Mike Trout, obviously, but Trout has shown he just doesn't have any interest in that. And we'll get into him here in a bit. Um, you know, Aaron Judge was a godsend for the league. Uh, you know, the playing in New York, excuse me, New York, and breaking the home run record last year as he did. They wanted they've been using him as to get more and more people in the league. Uh, to more get get more more and more people interested in the league, <gasps> and it worked. You know, it's brought more people over now with the rule changes too, which I'm a big fan of now. Um, it, I'll talk about that in a second. It's brought more people over too, uh, as well. I should also mention typical teams like the Yankees, as an example, not to dog them, but uh, their last place in the AL East and probably won't make the playoffs. And everyone's hurt on that team. Um, them being down, I'm surprised it's not hurting. But I know that teams like the Reds, you know, the Pirates at the beginning of the season, uh, the Marlins, the 
Diamondbacks, those teams traditionally, you know, haven't been great and they're doing great this year or were for the Pirates sake. And that's bringing more fans to the field too, which is great. But so I say all this because the MLB is just like, all right, well, you know, the NBA has LeBron, probably Steph, right? The NFL has Patrick Mahomes. Uh, NHL, I don't watch hockey. Uh, so sorry. Soccer, you know, on the men's side, Messi and Ronaldo, as always. And, you know, they have, um, oh God, Kieran Mbappe. And who's the other dude? Who's the other dude? I don't know. You're probably yelling at me right now. It's this guy. It's this guy. It's not. But, you know, they have faces of the league. And women's soccer, I should mention, uh, as well, Kristen Press. I know she's not. I just thought I'd bring it up there to see if anyone else has some other questions. Um, so the MLB, though, their face of the league right now is Otani, and they're just going to ride that out for as long as they can at this point. So, you know, if you go on MLB's TikToks or go on Reddit or, you know, I don't go on Twitter anymore, but the replies and stuff like that that I see through Reddit, um, People are just kind of sick of talking about Otani. There was a great freezing cold take. Uh, who was it? The One of the guys from MLB Network was interviewing people outside of an Angels game. And he he asked uh, just random fans that they thought Otani was overrated. And one dude said that Otani was overrated because he plays two positions and he doesn't focus on one. Now... The mental gymnastics in that have me tearing my ACL. I, I, I don't know, dude. I, I just, I don't even need to go any further with that. So I'm saying on this because, again, the league's just going to attach themselves to Otani. So I think at some point, you know, he, he walked off the, or not walked off. I think he hit, hit the go-ahead home run against the Yankees a couple of nights ago and he bat flipped. And you can start seeing the seeds being planted of, I, I hate to say this, but like a villain arc in a way, because people are, again, they're just sick of hearing about them. Remember Odell Beckham, right? When he made that amazing catch and then just bam, he just vaulted onto this, the, the stage and people were, oh my God, OBJ's the best, OBJ's the best. And they started hating him. You know, everything, it happens with these players, right? Uh, LeBron, I mean, people still hate him first. I mean, the Miami thing was whatever, but that was forever ago. Like, get over it at this point. Um, you know, we'll get to that point with Otani where there's kind of like a villain arc. And especially, let's say he leaves the Angels this offseason and he goes, like, to the Mets, okay? Imagine Otani on the Mets, right? And now Yankees fans are going to be be like, oh, this guy sucks. You know what I mean? Like, they're going to hate Otani now because he plays for the Mets. Because he plays for their crosstown rival. It'd be the same thing if he played for the Red Sox, right? Yankees fans would hate him because he plays for the Red Sox. Vice versa, he plays for the Yankees. Because that's what uh, Then the Red Sox fans would hate him, right? So we're getting to this point now. And you can kind of see it with Trout, right? People are just, like, uh, apathetic about Trout now. Another big word. I'm fucking killing it with big words. Um... They don't really care about Trout anymore. Uh, and like in the beginning, people were like stoked. Like, okay, well, this is cool. The guy's, you know, he's 
not flashy anything. He's just chilling. That's really cool about him. And now we have about how Trout's overrated. And it's it's just a matter of time before it happens with Otani. And we're getting so much Otani stuff that it's always in your face when you open up any MLB TikTok. And it's funny because they know it now. So they're starting to like play into it. So there was one where he was tying his shoe and they were just like putting up flames. Like what I think the caption was like, is there anything this man can't do? Like that's hilarious to me that they know and they're just playing into it. So, and now they're starting to like do that with other players. So like uh, Acuna, who's probably going to win the NL Cy Young or Cy Young. Jesus, the NL MVP. Um, what did he do? I think he just caught like a routine fly ball and they're like, oh my God, this is an amazing catch. No other, no one else can do it. So, you know, the league's starting to save face a little bit there, but I say all this just to be like, look, we love Otani. I love Otani, obviously, but there's going to come a moment where we're going to be sitting there and be like, wait a second. People are starting to get sick of this guy and they're starting to dislike him. And I think this off season and how it goes will accelerate that. And I don't want to see that. That's really going to be a bummer for me. Um, but when he wins the MVP this year, that's going to be good for me because I have, uh, well, maybe sometime I'll show you guys, but probably, oh God, 60, 70 of his rookie cards on top of patches and parallels and all that. So it's going to be a nice uh, either play money fund or, Maybe if I'm feeling nice, a college fund for my kid or whatever he wants to do at this point. <laughs> so I brought up about Trout being called overrated and it, uh, I guess for some reason it really gets to me because anytime somebody calls Trout overrated, I just know that they don't watch baseball or haven't watched baseball except for the past like two years. And I saw this uh, as much as everyone does on TikTok. And there was two dudes just saying, yeah, I think it's Trout's just overrated, man. And it's like, it just, it, it, it hurts my soul. <laughs> so what they're, again, it's just, they're, they're looking at the past like two years and being like, nah, this just ain't it for this guy. Right. Just like, they probably say like jazz Chisholm is better than him. You know what I mean? Um, just because Again, recency bias type stuff. So the whole point of this segment here, and I'm not going to like read stats off to you, but I'm just going to give you the quick rundown and just be like, look, him being overrated, I guess if you want to use overrated in the terms of like his performance this year, maybe, but let's just quickly go through this. Okay. I got baseball reference up on the right side here. I'm not going to, again, I'm not going to read it, but Listen, like, to the his his baseball reference page is stupid, okay? So when you look at a baseball reference page, if it has black text around, or if it's bolded text around the statistic, then that means that uh, that season, that player led the league, right? Now, if it's an italics in bold, that means that they led all of the major league, okay? Now, if it's italics at the bottom where the career totals are, that means he's the all-time leader, okay? I'm telling you this because... Th hold on. Okay, italics. Okay, we're going to start off 
Actually, you know what? Let's start with the bolds, okay? He's just leading the AL, okay? Led the league in OPS in 2012. OPS Plus, sorry, uh, in 2012. Uh, 2013, led the AL in walks. 2014, he led the AL in RBIs and strikeouts. Uh, so he struck out the most, too. Hey, shout out Joey Gallo. Uh, in 2015, he led the league in slugging uh, and OPS and OPS Plus. In 2016, he led the league in... Mind. He led the he led the whole league, not just the AL. So we'll come back to that. Uh, 2017, he led the AL in OBP slugging uh, and intentional walks. 2018, he led the league in walks. Uh, 2019, he led the AL in OPS and intentional walks. Okay, so that's just leading the AL, right? All right. Now, again, what did I say? What they've only watched baseball for the last two years. Okay, we'll get back to that. Complete league leaders, both AL and NL. He led both leagues in runs and stolen bases in 2012. 49 stolen bases. Uh, 2014, he led the league in runs and total bases. Okay. 2015, nothing. 2016, he led the entire league in runs, uh, walks, OBP, and OPS+. 2017, he led the league in OPS and OPS+. 2018, he led the league in OBP, OPS, and OPS+, and intentional loss. 2019, he led the league in OBP and OPS+. Okay? So, again, recency bias, okay? Now, keep that all in mind. This guy's leading the league in everything, okay? So, obviously, he's got, what, one, two, three MVPs, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine silver sluggers, uh rookie of the year all-star every year except for 2020 because that doesn't count anyways um so i say all that his last i'm not again i'm not including 2020 okay the last three years trout okay this is his this is his average so he's been he was hurt 2021 so he only played 36 games keep that in mind but last year he played 119 this year he's played 81 okay uh, bah, 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 bah. he averaged 22 homers in roughly 79 games played. Okay. Here's where we're at. OPS plus of 164. Again, for the people that don't know advanced stats, OPS plus, it's just your on-base plus slugging. Whatever the average is, is a hundred. So anything over a hundred is good. OPS plus of 164 is more than good. Okay. <laughs> Uh, OPS was 964. He did this with a 283 batting average and a 383 OBP. Okay. He would still be the best player on any other team. Maybe minus, well, obviously not Otani. Maybe minus, uh, I don't know, Judge. Maybe Jose Ramirez. That's about it. So Trout is still a top three player, okay, when he plays. Now, I understand maybe that their argument is he's been hurt, and I mean, whatever. That is what it is. It's And it seemed his injuries really seemed to start. He had 2017 as his first year. He started around the 2020 season. I think everyone was injured in the brain that year anyways. Now, I told you, I'm not going to go through all the stats, but I could continue. But he's basically put it this way, all right? The year that Harold Baines made the made the uh, Hall of Fame, that's the year that was I was like, all right, that means that Trout's gonna make it in without any without any issue. Okay, 
why do I pick on Harold Baines? Well, because Harold Baines, for his career, okay, his career wins above replacement, 38.8. Okay? You want to take a stab at what Trouts is right now? Yeah, you're right. It's, what is it, 84? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. 85.2, okay? That's 52nd best all time. There's been, what, thousands and thousands and thousands of players have played this game. He's a 52nd best player by wins above replacement. He's the best player active by wins above replacement right now, okay? Uh, another crazy thing, he's batting over 300 for his career despite batting 262 this year. He's batting over 300 for his career still, okay? You want to put Pujols in the Hall of Fame for batting 300? I don't, where did Pujols even finish, actually? Let's look. We're going to learn together, guys. Pujols, I, he, I, didn't he finish above 300? Ah, 296, okay. But still, I, you know, I don't like batting average, but look at Pujols' numbers compared to Trout's. His OPS plus for his career is 145. Trout's is 167, Okay. I don't know what else I need to tell you guys. Uh, probably not you guys, because the guys are listening. You you understand. But recency bias is a thing, and we got to cut it out, dude. We have to cut it out. I bet you there's people out there that see Spencer Strider is the best pitcher, and he's better, he's better than Clayton Kershaw. I know there's people out there that would say that. And I, just no. Stop with the recency bias, for God's sake, please. All right, so after me venting about Trout and Otani, Otani and Trout, um, let's take a peek at the uh, Statcast leaders and uh, let's uh, let's get amazed here, okay? So I pulled these about I don't know a week or so, eh, a little bit closer than that ago. So they're a smidge out of date, but I want to I want to touch these because I think it's uh, pretty wild. So uh, expect a batting average leader, okay? Actually. Better to do it this yet this way, for hitting stats, right? I just took like the the most important ones that Statcast, or I guess not most important because that's subjective, but whatever Statcast shows on the front page there. Um, so I just took those, and uh, the leader in expected batting average, expected slugging, expected weighted on base percentage, expected OBP. Oh no, sorry, not, yeah, I already I just said that idiot. Expected weighted on base average, uh, average exit velocity. That's Acuna, okay? Acuna is going to end up winning the MVP in the NL pretty easily. Um, he's on pace to possibly get 40-80, 40 homers, 80 stolen bases, which has obviously never been done before. Um, so that's stupid. But as a sidebar, I really, really enjoyed the rule changes. I, You know, I, I wasn't a big proponent of banning the shift because I was like, look, if – they can't hit it there or anywhere else. Then why are we penalizing teams for being smart and putting more players where they usually hit? That's just appears to me. I was the same way when they got rid of the pitcher hitting, um, but it's given Andrew McCutcheon a second life in Pittsburgh. So I guess what? I can change my mind about stuff after gathering more data and, and, you know, <laughs> watching it. So, um, but I bring up the rule changes because one of the things they did obviously was to enhance base runners, right? So they stopped the pitchers from throwing over as much. I think it's only three attempts now. Um, and they also made the bases wider. So when I heard of them doing the base thing, like I, the, the pitcher is not throwing over. I mean, yeah, that helps out too, but 
when I heard about the base wide bases becoming wider, I think three inches in diameter. Um, I knew that was going to be a big thing because any play last year. So a stolen base attempt from first to second was already a bang, bang play. And now you're making the bases even wider. So it's really, it really has uh, exposed a couple of the catchers that just don't have a great arm. And Acuna, well, I'm glad that he's taking advantage of this because obviously he's got more stolen bases than the guy that led the league last year did. Uh, it was John Birdie with uh, 42, I believe it was. Acuna's already passed that. And uh, so it's great that he's taking advantage of that and also still showing off his home run power. Now, he's not like, you know, Ricky Henderson type fast, but he still is. He's still up there. Like, he's still one of the faster guys in the league. You know, Corbin Kara is a little bit faster. Um, uh, who's the guy from Oakland? Estoy Ruiz, I believe is who it is. Uh, he's a little bit faster, but, you know, he still has enough speed. And with those extra inches now can steal bases easier. And obviously he's got a great feel because he's jumping right almost every time. So, um, yeah, Cunha is definitely going to win the MVP in the NL for sure. Uh, sweet spot percentage, that's another one. So basically that just means that our, where our pitchers throwing the ball like the most down the middle, essentially sweet spot. And Freddie Freeman's actually seeing the most, which is funny, uh, 46.1%. So Freddie has another interesting thing where he could also possibly be the first player ever to have 60 doubles and 30 homers in a year, which is also pretty wild. That has nothing to do with the rule change. That just more has to do with Freddie being a great hitter. Um, and then barrel percentage, my favorite, uh, other than uh, exit velocity. And that's Matt Olson is leading in barrel percentage. So 19.3% of his hits are barreled up, which means he's hitting them wicked hard. So, Madison, sneaky surprise there, Freeman, not really. And then, obviously, Acuna, just wild for batting. Uh, for pitching, now, this is where it gets a little different, and uh, I'm seeing some surprising names. Uh, expected batting average. So, as a pitcher, it's whoever, obviously, is giving uh, the hits that he gives are little bloopers and stuff like that. Uh, it's Spencer Strider uh, at 204. So, people are missing... Strider's pitches essentially is not a shocking thing at all because obviously he's striking out everybody. So that's not shocking there at all. Expected slugging Joe Musgrove. That shocked me. That means that players aren't getting on the ball at all. So they're not, they're hardly hitting for power against Joe Musgrove. Not, I just, I don't know. It's not a name I expected to see there. Expected weighted on base average. That's Joe Ryan. And he's also the leader in expected OBP. So expected OBP, Joe Ryan at 253. That means he's not walking hardly anybody. He's also not giving up hits. That's pretty wild. Joe Ryan, guy with two first names, you know, or two last names, depending on the way you look at it. Connor, Joe, Matt Ryan. There you go. See, I'm there. Average exit velocity, Justin Steele. Hello, who is he? He's a rookie. He plays for the Cubs. Um, so when people make contact with his pitches, they're averaging 85.6 miles per hour, which is the lowest in the league. That's uh that's pretty damn good for a rookie. Uh barrel percentage, Marcus Stroman, what year is it? 3.6%. That means you can hear Kylo snoring in the background. 
I'm going to keep it in too. I don't give a shit. Um, that means that 3.6% uh, of the time when players are making contact with Marcus Stroman's pitches, um, they're not barreling him up at all. And that's no surprise, uh, obviously, because he throws a bunch of sinkers and everything would break. And um, he's got a decent defense behind him in Chicago. So 3.6% barrel percentage is pretty damn good. Average fastball speed. I put this one in here because I like that. Uh, it's Hunter Green. So he's averaging 98.6 miles per hour when he throws a fastball, which that's stupid. You know, <laughs> imagine that just, I mean, I think obviously we could probably look at like a trend and it goes up every year. Um, and now with more and more pitchers, I think Gunnar Henderson, am I thinking of Gunnar Henderson? I always get the third baseman and him mixed up. Gunnar Henderson. Who's the other kid? Not Jackson Holiday. Oh my God. Hold on. We're looking it up. We're looking it up. Let me just make sure Gunnar Henderson's a pitcher because that's going to be embarrassing. It is not. That is Gunnar Henderson, the third baseman. Who? Grayson Rodriguez, right? That is Grayson Rodriguez. I always get him and Gunnar Henderson mixed up. Don't ask me why, but uh, I do. So, um, anyways, Grayson Rodriguez is out here also throwing the ball really hard, too. I think he. Um, one of the last starts, his fastballs are just uh, just consistently in the um, like 99, 100, 101, 99, 100. Let me just make sure I'm reading it right. Christ. I'm surprised I didn't type in Adley Rushman, you know. Um, yeah, average fastball is 97 and change. So, any hoodles. So, I just want to go over that because... Uh, Again, well, to refresh, Acuna's leading in every hitting stat except for a sweet sweet spot in a barrel percentage, and uh, it's a mixed mash. Mixed mash? Is that the right term? At pitching for that, for their uh, for the advanced stats. So, I say all that because we're going to roll this into awards. Obviously, it's Otani and Acuna for MVP. Cy Young's a little different. I think, obviously, it's uh, Spencer Strider in the NL. I don't think it's close there. Cy Young, I look, I'm biased. I want it to be Otani. And I think it could be. But he's got to go up against Kevin Gaussman, Shane McClanahan, and like all the pitchers from the Mariners. <laughs> um the case for you know McClanahan over Otani as well as Gosman is just the numbers are a smidge better. But Otani's strikeout per nine, dude, is just stupid it's stupid i think he's like 10 point something or whatever i think he's up there with like um you know if i was better at like producing podcasts and stuff like i would totally have this right off the rip and just written down but i'm doing it off the domington okay so uh player value this is pitching here we go standard pitching uh that's what it is yeah he leads the al in uh strikeouts per nine at 11.9 and he also leads the entire league and hits per nine. He's only given us 6.3 hits per nine. Like, ah, dude, 148 strikeouts in 111 innings. <laughs> what, dude? That's insane. He finished fourth in Cy Young last year and second in MVP. That that just, uh, that hurts my heart. How did he have, how did he do last year? What was his FIP last year? He had a 240 FIP last year. <laughs> and he finished fourth in Cy Young? We all won the Cy Young last year in the AL. Verlander. All right, never mind. That makes sense. 
was Verlander's fifth? Wow, he finished. <laughs> you ready for this one? This is Verlander. C's finished second. Alec Manoa. <laughs> they finished bad. Well, dude, how the mighty have fallen. ERA plus last year of 174 for Otani. What's he at this year? ERA plus 120. So he's actually pitching worse than he did last year. Ah. Oh. Did I just talk myself out of Otani not winning the Cy Young? I don't know. Let's check out Kevin Gosman. Let's check him out, dude. How's he doing? Well, he only has a 2.2 wins by replacement, so he can't be that good. It was a joke. Sorry. 2.45 FIP, dude. 153 strikeouts and 115 innings. High with Otani strikeouts per nine. ERA plus a 138. Even I can't be like, nah, I think Otani's winning that. What about McClanahan? How many does he have enough games underneath his belt? Oh, he does. For sure. He's eleven and one. Yeah, never mind. He's gonna win it just because of his freaking record, dude. And people are gonna be like, oh, he's eleven and one. Two fifty six ERA, one sixty ERA plus is a FIP of three eight nine though. I bet you you know what? I'll give it to McClanahan because he's gonna end up winning because of his stupid record, and I'm gonna stupid hate it. And that's just how it goes. That's baseball, baby. Um all right, let's get into some music, huh? You ready for this amazing intro to uh, Childish Gambino's 31520? I'm going to read this. Okay, ready? Childish Gambino, the multi-talented alter ego of Donald Glover, has always been known for his genre-blending style and his thought-provoking lyricism. With 31520, released in 2020, he takes a bold step into experimental territory, delivering an album that is both emotionally charged and sonically captivating. What? What am I on? You know what I mean? Um, No. But in all seriousness, 31520 um, was the album that catapulted me into the top 0.05% of listeners on Spotify. Uh, couple of that with obviously being laid off because of COVID and it coming out the day before, after, before, after I got laid off, super helpful. Uh, <laughs> so that's all I listened to. Um, the album, I mean, it means a lot to me, man. And I really wish I could get it in vinyl. I, I really do. But like, he never released it on it. And there's just something now about like, Owning music, you know, as you see behind me on the YouTubes, where's my fucking? I got uh, Igor. Uh, I got uh, as a gift from uh, the Card Swap, my boy Aaron. Uh, that is Outcast's last album, Idlewild, which they also released on video. And then uh, another album that meant a lot to my life was uh, KOD by J Cole. So I really wish I could have it here. But he never released it on vinyl. And your boy ain't buying any presses. Your producers are pressed, but your boy never is. That's a shout out to uh, Bodega Blue. Um,
So again, my my what's my my rule for buying albums is it's got to be great front to back, and uh, that's the only that's the way I'll only talk about these is if they're great front to back, and this album is that for me. Now he does include "Feels Like Summer," which was already released before, um, but he titles it. I think it's like forty two forty six. So all of, all of the titles of these songs, other than the second and third song, which is "Algorithm" and uh, "Time," um, are titled by when they appear in terms of like minutes and seconds on the album. Um, so I really like that, but it also kind of adds more, not lore. Kind of mystery to it like man i love this song but it's just like i can't remember like people don't remember the name because it's the minute stamp on the album you know what i mean like it's not called algorithm or time it's you know that so i kind of like that too it's pretty cool about it but much like we did last week i want to look at some of the songs and see where the samples come because do i call him childish gambino or do i call him Don? feel like in this case in this in this instance how we're talking about them we call them childish gambino so childish gambino has a great team behind him especially um who is it ludwig i think is the guy's name um he just i've seen him create the music and some of the songs like especially on awaken my love and um because the internet um and christ camp if you want to go back that far um just the what they're able to pull off with 60 like there's one that has like he uses like four different keyboards to make one sound and i'm just like how do you even think of that <laughs> you know um and and what you know after listening i mean i'll be honest i didn't like awaken my love i only liked um redbone off that album the rest i, I didn't really care for uh but you know because the internet was obviously a bunch of bangers on that one um 3005 obviously being the biggest one and camp that album was great too but i i guess i wasn't up to date on when he was going to release another album after awaken my love i think awaken my love just kind of soured me on him a bit um and then out of nowhere it seemed this album came out for me at least i didn't know if there was any like pomp and circumstance around it but yeah bam came out and yeah i just i couldn't stop i couldn't stop listening to this album and i still can't to this day so we'll go through it real quick um obviously i gotta be quick with the the clips because youtube will i don't want to get a copyright strike so we'll just be quick with it quick with it um but i'm gonna go over a couple of songs so and we're, we're going to go over a couple songs and we're going to, I'm going to pick out where the samples are using the uh, whosample.com website. That's not a free plug. I don't have a sponsorship with them. It's cool. I don't really have any other way to use find samples. But, um, so the first song we're going to go over is Algorithm, um, which it basically takes, so the first song of the album is just zero, zero, zero. It's kind of weird. It's more of like a mysterious experience experimental like let's throw a bunch of music notes out and grab people's attention and just a bunch of synths so like just imagine like a 1970s like every synth that you have just use that synth and then it hits algorithm which you'll you'll hear 
but basically he's just saying that you know it's technology is influencing our lives with algorithms right um and how he creates the beats it's like a more it's like a hypnotic like rhythm that you just get stuck on in a loop and i think that's the point of it right because you're the point of like an algorithm is to keep feeding you music or sorry music videos tweets reddit posts whatever it is that is semi-related to what you just had seen and what you've spent your time watching before and the beat does just that so let's i'm gonna go to the song i last video pod i had up this who sample website but it, it didn't really add anything i'm looking up here for you guys because that's where everything is um didn't really add anything i don't feel like so i'm not gonna do that again i'm just gonna play the songs and stop so um in this though uh we have algorithm i'm gonna jump right to where it is it samples a song called hey mr dj by zayin zayin um so we'll get to let me get to the part here make sure the volume's up blast your eyes out blast your eyes christ blast your eyes Things you can say in a never mind that's crazy all right let's go this is the part right here see what i mean about the beat it's just over and over and over and over i love it so that's the part now this song hey mr dj i think you'll pick up easily where where it's at here <laughs> you know what i mean it's pretty straightforward um shout out naughty by nature <laughs> but yeah it's uh it's basically just an interpolation of uh of that part there and i really that's it's probably one of my favorite songs on here um maybe other than 1238 which introduced me fully to um 21 savage <laughs> um we'll get into that probably in a second here so that's algorithm i love it and 3531 is another great one for me it's here let me i'll bring it up here so basically it's about love and commitment and it has like these nice gentle melodies and basically <laughs> trooper just grunting back there gambino just like has raw emotion in this song and it just all comes together so wait until you hear the the uh <laughs> where the sample comes from but i'm gonna play it a little bit i want you guys to so you can't really tell right but you hear the gentle melody just a little piano nothing crazy right so definitely go go look up the lyrics i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go over it here but this is where it is okay there it was okay listen this is from <laughs> I can't. So the song, it's, the song 
It is uh, make the trap say A. <laughs> Can I say that any whiter? Uh, by OJ the Juice Man featuring Gucci Mane. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, I... <laughs> Not what I thought what it was going to be, right? But, um... <laughs> I don't even know. I, I don't even know. But, um... He talks about Bigfoot. Talks about, you know, weird stuff. I don't even know, dude. Basically... Yeah. I, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just... It threw me off so much, dude. I just... <laughs> oh, but yeah, the lyrics basically um, of the song just talks about his struggles and stuff about like bringing his daughter to a trap house. It's from a jumpy song like that to what it actually means, it's a little sniper. Um, now, back to the aforementioned uh, 1238. Um, Excuse me, I'd take a drink. Disrespectful while I'm doing that. Sorry about that. Wow, I'm just killing it with references from the podcast. Need to stop that. Um, there was something that got this song, well, other than 21 with his his version or his uh his verse. Um, there's something that hooked me onto the song. And for the longest time I could not put my finger on it, right? And uh, well, I figured it out when I looked up at the sample. So I'm gonna go right to where it is uh in the song. This song is long. Um, let me go back here. So it's very groovy, very catchy, and it just talks about fame and relationships, essentially. Um, so hold on. Let's. Uh... Okay. Ready? Now, this song, I'm pretty sure I annoyed the hell out of uh, Peaches and them <laughs> with. That's my fault. But here's where the sample comes from. This comes from... I'm going to play it first. If you can name it, you get a Chris Pie 5 for me if I ever see you. You know the song? You know the song? It's Vibrate by Outcast, And it's the same. I do it. I, when I saw this, I'm like, yeah, no shit. I like that song, dude. Like that's all I listened to was, uh, <laughs> was that was, uh, Outcast. I mean, that's how we kind of, kind of got here. Right. I mean, there's Idlewild. I, I mean, obviously Southern playlist Cadillac music. I mean, and obviously being from Atlanta, Dude, you know? Um, so yeah. So that's that's a little bit of them. Um, I'm gonna go actually, I'm gonna bring up I wanna touch on one other song in this. Um, uh, but I have to use the YouTubes for it. Um I don't I don't it's not I don't wanna do about summer. I think it's forty seven forty eight. See, I don't even freaking know, dude. Forty seven forty eight. 1738. Yep. Do do do. Yeah. 
I mean, dude. What a beautiful opening. You know? And then the bass, dude, just... I'm sorry, I'm letting it play through. I don't give a shit. I need to get to the point. I'm getting goosebumps. Goosey bumps. Ba 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 ba. Little girl, thirteen, broke down. Dude, it, it's just, it's amazing. It's what I gathered from the album, and I hope other people felt this way with it. With it coming out during COVID, and um, it just really made me, at least kind of reflect on a little bit of isolation, right? You know, most people or a lot of people went through the same thing where they lost their jobs, you know, and luckily, you know, I, I gotten mine back, but between isolation and then he talked about things like self-love, grief, you know, not that I ever went over his, but drug, you know, drug problems. And then overall, just a purpose in life. Like that's what this album is all about. And People might view it as like a chaotic album because it doesn't really flow as well, but there are multiple parts in this in this entire album where it flows from song to song. I do think he just dropped in Feels Like Summer. I don't know why. Uh, I still couldn't figure it out, but um, this the end of this song, though, is a great... Uh, where this is just cute as hell, dude. This gets me every time. Especially now that I have a kid. Talking with this kid. What do you love? That's the important part there, right? You love yourself. And he just, I just, oh man. And it rolls right into 5349, which is just a hyped up, coked out version of James Brown. For some reason, we're going to get freaking lit. You know what I mean? I have no idea. <laughs> it's definitely James Brown-esque. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it, that... I'd almost wish it like flipped where 4748 was the end and not 5349 because <laughs> out of, out of just nowhere, dude, it just, you're just like, Whoa, hold on a second. I just had this kid saying he loves himself and loves his mom and all that. And now we're just going <laughs> to get James Brown lit. So, um, yeah, <laughs> basically this album to me, you know, meant a lot. Um, it show it showed that Gambino is just able to flow in and out of so many genres, right? Excuse me, soul, R and B, rap, you know, hip hop, um, funk. You know, with the last song there, um, and he does it all just, in my opinion, just amazingly. Um, the 
Did I say amazingly twice? I don't care. That's how good it is. And that's, I think, another reason why like, I dig the album. It's just, like, it's not one, like, feeling throughout. It's peaks and valleys, and that's really nice. That's why I like Igor so much, you know? Igor is one of those, too. Um, you know, telling a story about a, a not-wanted lover and him getting over that fact. You know, Call Me When You Get Lost, it's a little different. It's not really, it's more of a rap album, but. Yeah, I three fifteen twenty. If you haven't listened to it front to back, just take take what is it? Well, fifty three forty nine is the, the the title of the last song, so it's about an hour. I'm just telling you, take an hour, listen to it front to back, and Gambino, if you're out there, please, for the love of God, release it on vinyl, please. Well, there you have it, episode six. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, thank you all for subscribing. Thank you for liking me and following me on TikTok, YouTube, anywhere you guys get this stuff. Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify. Um, thank you all very, very much for listening. You know, went over Otani, over Trout. I feel like I could do that every podcast, probably. Uh, stat leaders, and then we wrapped it all up with uh, three fifteen twenty by Childish Gambino. And I really, really appreciate you guys. So if you could just uh, like, comment down below uh, what you want to hear about next, whether it be baseball um, or music related, I'm definitely down for you guys. You tell me what you want to hear. I'm all about it. Um, now that I don't have the stupid sinus infection, <laughs> I'll uh, be recording more often again. We'll get back on a daily, not daily, but weekly to bi-weekly uh, recording uh, thing here and um, make sure I'm delivering you guys stuff that you actually want to hear. So thank you all very much and uh, have fun out there. I always say that just most importantly, just please have fun with whatever you do. Life too short. You just got to have fun. Please have fun. <laughs> Take care, guys.